I'm Hannah Trum, and this is the Hypocritical Podcast. and HIPAA fines are everywhere in healthcare. If your organization isn't proactive about protecting PHI, you're only tempting fate. Data breaches are inevitable and everything from employee training to how long it takes an organization to notify the Department of Human and Health Services is essential. Every month at Pawbox, we publish a report that analyzes HIPAA breaches affecting more than 500 people that are reported to the HHS. Under the HITECH Act, the HHS secretary is required to post these breaches to the breach notification portal, or what most people in the industry call the HHS wall of shame. On today's episode, I'm joined by Powbox Customer Success Manager, Asia Anderson. We will discuss the findings of the Powbox HIPAA breach report for July, 2021, and the trends that Asia has seen over the last 30 days. Hi, Asia. Thank you so much for joining me today. Good morning, Hannah. I'm really excited to be here. Could you give a rundown uh, of the July 2021 HIPAA breach report for our listeners? Sure thing. Uh, I was really impressed with your data visualization on these reports. Thank you. Um, Absolutely. The uh, June 2021 breach report saw 27 instances of network server-based data breaches. So that's over 500,000 individuals who were affected. And um, of these, almost half, about 200,000, were connected to Chicago's Northwestern Memorial Healthcare Network. Um, and that, those are cancer patients whose PHI was compromised. So that was scary. Um, and then email breaches overtook uh, network server breaches briefly in May. But in June, they were back to the number two spot. Um, still a lot of folks affected over 100,000 people. It's a lot of people. And, you know, every month, it's all, almost every month, I guess I should say, it's always network server breaches and email mm-hmm. because of human error. Mm-hmm. Um, which leads me to my, right to my next question. Uh, like I said, network servers and emails are two of the most common attack vectors. Uh, email breaches are particularly prone to human accidents. What do you think is the number one thing that any organization or someone who's listening right now can do to prevent data breaches? Well, I mean, you've already said it, reduce the possibility of human error. Um, No one wants to have the conversation with an individual whose inadvertent mistake led to a breach, much Mm -hmm. less be that individual. So, you know, the the more you can pull humans out of the process, (laughs) you don't want a a human endpoint, you know, in the middle, um, moving towards as much automation and uh, with encryption um, is incredibly uh, important. And we're, we're really vulnerable now in this environment of remote work. You know, we're on distributed teams. Mm-hmm. We may not have even met our colleagues, so we might not know what to expect um, in terms of their regular behavior. And bad actors take advantage of that. They scrub LinkedIn. They look for our professional updates. They notice when we change jobs. And, and then they come after us. Um, so inbound mail encryption can really help deal with that. Yes, I agree. And LinkedIn is like low-hanging fruit. You make, just like you said, you make one change. I work at a new company and they will come right after you. Exactly. It happened to me at my last company. Within two weeks of being hired, I got hit up for, um, you know, the purchase of gift cards from my CEO and I didn't know my CEO. Of course. I thought it was real. And I luckily, you know, luckily I figured it out before I gave this person money, but um, I I got hit. It's scary. I mean... even though we work for an email encryption company, it's sometimes I get these emails and I'm like, this is real. I know this is fake. I know this is not real, but it, man, mm-hmm. does it look real. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And most folks just don't know any better. They they certainly don't want to, you know, be the cause of a breach, but with, um, you know, with threat actors kind of, uh, what's the word that I want? 
innovating. You know, they're, uh-huh. they're innovating <laughs> quicker than we are in some yes, cases. They are. And so we have to, we got to do a lot of work to catch up to them to make sure we're ahead of their next attack. Especially in healthcare. Healthcare is so far behind yeah, in every, every other industry. Um, which kind of leads me to my next question. You work closely with our customers to answer their questions, to troubleshoot any problems, but you also you know, have to look at the data on everything that's collecting, the number of spam we're catching, all of those kind of things. Have you seen an uptick in blocked attacks among our customers or any, I guess, anything between Q2 and Q3 or Q2 and Q3? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Um, and I'm lucky that I'm coming in at this time and, and learning all about this at, at the point where we are seeing an increase in attacks. Um, for the folks that are using the inbound solution, Pawbox Plus, we see an increase in the exact protect catches. So we were just talking about um, domain name spoofing. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening when folks are writing into you and pretending to be your CEO and trying yep. to get you to get gift cards. Um, and so in the past, those primarily targeted the C-suite. They were typically coming from the CEO, the CFO, somebody on your executive board. But now we're seeing these expanding to accounting and HR. So they're trying to get, you know, personal data from folks and they're trying to get, um, you know, credit card information from mm-hmm. folks. Um, yeah, super scary. So where we've trained people to um, expect that from the C-suite, it's now happening in other departments. And so it's catching people unawares. That's amazing, um, which is, I guess, uh, kind of leads us into why we're always innovating our products and coming up with new things mm-hmm. because there's always new threats. Just exactly. like you said, they're always learning and they're always, they're always new threats. They are studying just as hard as we are. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Powbox recently released Zero Trust email um, to help, you know, to further combat these threats. We're getting daily feedback from customers on what's working and, and where we can tighten and improve security. Um, and uh, frankly, it's an honor to work so closely with the customers to keep the entire community safe and compliant. Um, but all we can do is continue to innovate and try, yeah. to, yes. try to stay ahead of them. Yep. Uh, do you have a, uh, as our current uh, wonderful, I love you so much, customer success manager, do you have a monthly security tip that you can give to our yeah. audience? Absolutely. Absolutely. So like I said earlier, you know, we're working on our phones almost exclusively um, with both remote work and the need to kind of be out in the world living our lives (laughs) as we're navigating work from home. Um, So if you're reading email on your phone and you get an unusual ask, just to take the extra step to confirm that the display name, you know, who it says the email's from matches the two field um, Uh with the email because... um, in an email app, you typically only see that display name. And so you're trusting that the email that you're getting is from the person who whose name is there. But that's exactly how domain name spoofing works. They're taking advantage of you not comparing those two fields. Um, so you know, ask yourself if you're expecting to get an email from this person. Because um, people, we're even seeing articles where people are getting spoofed by uh, supposed family members. You wow. know, grandma's writing to ask to do a Venmo <laughs> transfer and it's not actually grandma. Um, <laughs> you know, so this, yeah. this isn't unique to healthcare. This is happening in every industry. Um, so if you get an ask that you weren't expecting, do a little bit of due diligence, make sure that it's coming from um, someone you expect and maybe even give them a call and say, hey, did you just email me? This is kind of embarrassing, but I didn't even know before I started working at Powbox, I didn't even <laughs> know that you could change the mm-hmm. display name. Like I didn't mm-hmm. know that. And I think a lot of people don't know that you actually kind of it's kind of like a screen name. You get to pick yes. what your name looks like in an email inbox. And I had no idea until I started until I started working here. So that's a that's a great tip, I think. Yeah. Thanks. 
<laughs> um, so I was very eager to get you on this episode because we are both really eager learners. We like to research and ask tons of questions. That's why I like you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of resources are you looking into to further your cybersecurity and HIPAA compliance knowledge? Yeah, so obviously our blog. Uh, Our blog is really excellent. You do a great job of monitoring that and getting the content pushed out. Um, Any of the sources that we cite for the blog, I go and sign up for all those newsletters. It's a good Um, idea. Yeah, so um, highly recommend folks take a look at not just the content on the blog, but the (laughs) the, the resources because then you'll get sort of, you know, you'll get daily updates on headlines Mm -hmm. and um, you'll see the same stuff that we're looking for as we're putting this research together. Um, And I I pick up any book that our founder, Hawala Grevy, recommends. Um, I recently finished This Is How They Tell Me The World Ends by Nicole Perroth. Um, I may never sleep again. (laughs) I remember listening to you talk about that book. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's pretty intense. I mean, it's excellent. And and there's certainly... you know, bright spots, as our VP of sales pointed out um, in a customer <laughs> call the other day. But it's it's all about the cyber weapons arms race. And it talks about, um, you know, where some of the attacks that we're seeing now in the news originated from and then where these groups are operating and how they're able to operate. Um, it, you know, goes into the Snowden report. Um, there's all kinds of both history and um you know, current events that she's mm-hmm. analyzing. And it's it's like a Michael Crichton book. I mean, it's a page turner. Wow. Um, okay. I might recommend. have to pick I might have to pick that one up. Y'all have been talking about it for a while. It's in my Amazon cart. Please, yeah, get <laughs> it. Um, and just now like block out some time so that okay. you have time to recover from the sleepless nights. Um <laughs> you I, got take, it. <laughs> I take partner recommendations too. Um one of our one of our amazing partners, Andy Flynn at the Healthcare Performance Group, um, recommended a book called Sandworm by Andy Greenberg that's looking specifically at state-sponsored Russian hacking. Oh wow! Um, and that you know that that does get mentioned across all of these books are going to reference each other too. So it's like any of the books that you pick up, look at their um, sources. You know, look at their bibliography, and you'll have you know your whole reading list for the next year, <laughs> at least for the next year. Yes, exactly. Um, and have you seen any unusual cyber attacks or case studies lately in the news? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think all of us are are keeping tabs on what's happening with Kaseya. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, so last week, as as we're getting ready for hot dogs and fireworks, our evil launches this huge ransomware attack. Now, this is the same group that hit the JBS meat distributor mm-hmm. um, a month ago. So they're, they're um, you know, they go after the IT monitoring firm Kaseya. And this company provides um, endpoint monitoring and a, a product similar to, you know, Google Drive on your desktop. It's, it's a protected space that you trust, you can put your files into and mm-hmm. access them as you need. And you don't need to worry about that security because it's already behind your firewall. Well... <laughs> um, that's exactly what our evil exploited because not only were they able to get into, um, you know, get into the, the physical software, the servers that this company was running, they were also able to get into that protected space on individual computers. Wow. And that's how they were able to disseminate, you know, this, this problem so quickly. Um, to put it in context for folks, you know, just everyday folks that are listening, um, there were over 800, um, chain locations of a Swedish grocery store that weren't able to open because their um, checkout software was down as a result of this. That's so thousands of people who can't go grocery shopping. Exactly. Over a holiday weekend. And, wow. you know, we, we 
it's it's not you know it's not people getting sick it's not critical infrastructure you know being broken um but th- those things add up and yes, so essentially what's happening is this is all a test right like these these bad actors are testing to see how much can they get away with um and how much can they coordinate you know for cumulative mass damage ultimately mm-hmm. so these are um as Archer likes to say, baby town frolics. You know? <laughs> they're, they're practicing for something so much bigger. They are. Um, and that's why, you know, that's why we're here um, to try to prevent that from happening for our customers. I 100% agree. It's really scary. Uh, a couple of months ago when the there was that really terrible ice storm in Austin, it's mm-hmm. not the same, but it, the power went out. So mm-hmm. you couldn't buy groceries and it was... Uh, I, it was hor- it was scary, and it was just the power being out. It wasn't even a cyber attack that could steal all, all of our money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It could completely crash the economy, keep you from um, you know not only being able to buy groceries, but being able to do anything at all. Like you know exactly like what you guys experience in Austin. Pay bills, do anything. Yeah. I mean, we are such a technology forward world now that Mm -hmm. if we didn't have technology, uh, I I don't think people would be able to function. Yeah, it's true. We've, we've come to rely on, you know, the internet of things and these devices inside our house. You know, I I think if we surveyed a random group of customers, um, I think, I think I read that it was like 62 devices on average in a human's house are connected to the internet. So just imagine, incredible. yeah, uh, 60 to 62 things in your house no longer work because, uh, you know, a bad actor has taken over yes. those devices. And honestly, it kind of makes me think about this X-Files episode where <laughs> all of the machines like came to live and yes, were, like, I remember over. that one. It's, it's, it's almost exactly like that. So then we would yeah. be able to use our microwaves. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There are science fiction writers who have been talking about this for years and, yes. you know, and we are now living the fantasy that they thought they had created in their minds. Uh, I agree. One day our life will be an X-Files or a Black mm-hmm. Mirror episode. I'm not. I completely agree. <laughs> it's happening already. It is. Okay, well, Asia, do you have anything else to share with our listeners today? Um, you know, just, I, I want everybody to make sure that they're they're not getting spoofed. So make sure to check those two fields, the you know, the display name field of the individual who's emailing you. Don't let yourself get caught. It's, it happens to everyone. It's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just notice it when it does, because it will happen. It's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's, it's a matter when. of when it will happen. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for being on with me today, Asia. You have shared a lot of really great information and I can't wait to have you back next month. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Thank you. information about the Powbox HIPAA breach report or to see any of the data mentioned in this episode, please visit powbox.com slash blog. If your organization is considering a high trust CSF certification, join our next webinar for tips on picking the right accessor and why this certification is necessary. Panelists for this June 21st webinar include Kathleen Nye, CEO of Beyond LLC, and Michael Parisi, VP of Strategy and Solutions at HITRUST. If you'd like to attend, please email me at hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, at powbox.com or head to powbox.com slash webinars. This event will take place at 10 a.m. Pacific on Wednesday, July 21st. If you'd like to attend, please email me at hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, at powbox.com or head to powbox.com slash webinars. Don't forget to RSVP for our next Zoom social mixer on July 29th. This event is one hour, 
100% virtual and free. We will also send you a complimentary beverage of your choice to your door the day of. Please send an email to me at hannah at powbox.com if you'd like to attend. Don't forget to RSVP for our next Zoom social mixer on July 29th. Join us on September 29th and 30th for our fourth annual Healthcare and Cybersecurity Innovation Conference, Pawbox Secure, in Las Vegas. Jane Harper, Senior Director at Eli Lilly and Company, will be a keynote speaker. Head to powboxsecure.com for more information, early bird pricing, and to book your hotel. If you're looking to sponsor or to speak, please email me at hannah at powbox.com. As a reminder, you can listen to every episode of the Hypocritical Podcast on powbox.com or subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Hypocritical Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Trum, signing off. Hold up. 